time we have dion hello back by popular demand yep oh yeah <laughs> got all your emails we knew yep yeah <laughs> uh yeah he hasn't been on since we did the thing which was about what five six months ago something like that something like that i actually don't remember when we did the thing was it in october oh, yeah october <laughs> it's definitely in october okay that makes sense but i'm not i wasn't sure it was uh-huh. during a time that i wasn't around yeah yeah so yeah today the movie we are going to be watching is Bong Joon-ho's Snowpiercer, which we have watched Bong, one of Bong Joon-ho's movie on the podcast before, Parasite, when it was fairly new. But before we get to talking about this movie in earnest, uh, I'm going to start with Robbie. Okay. What's up? How's life? It's been a weird week. <laughs> yeah? Um, so I thought that like I found a weird glitch when it came to streaming. Turns out like my expensive uh, true wireless earbuds that I got last year, uh-huh. they're just breaking. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Nice. Didn't those cost like two fifty? Not two fifties, like two hundred. But oh, okay. Big, that's it. <laughs> big difference. <laughs> Wait, what but, kind of earbuds? Uh, they're like the Sony uh, noise canceling ones. Oh, okay. But part of the problem was is that like I was wearing them to the gym whenever I was going to work out, and I sweat like a madman whenever I'm doing like anything at the gym. Yeah. So and there's like zero water resistance on those. So I can't really be mad at anyone but myself about that, I, but it still I sucks. feel like the problem was just you were wearing them, actually. I mean, I, think I was not wearing them a lot. to be used. <laughs> yeah. As are most expensive things, they're meant to be put on a shelf and looked at. Yeah. <laughs> I use my Bose ones when I go, and they're super nice, but I just use, like, the the wipes that they have at the gym. So after, I just wipe them off, like, all my stuff. I mean, I feel like stuff. the Bose ones actually have, like, some water resistance. These had zero and water resistance. And they're the over-the-head. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, I, those are different, too. Yeah, I prefer those, anyways. But I figured with something like that, or like I, I would wear them at work because they have the noise canceling too. So I use them a lot, but now I gotta look into getting new ones. They didn't have like a warranty. I ex- yeah. I would expect anything for two hundred dollars. I mean, I think they like did, lose but in I a had... gutter to have at least some kind of warranty. I think they had like a ninety day warranty, which is like you know the industry standard. But I had them for a year. Uh, other than that, still working a lot for right. reasons. Yeah. Um, I did have an interest like. This week it did snow rather heavily around here, and uh, that made for an interesting night at work. It also made for an interesting morning when I tried parking my car, and mm. I'd put the brake on, and it would just start sliding backwards. That's the situation, Robbie, where you're like, you know what? The roads are garbage. I can't see where I'm going. They're not plowed. I own a small vehicle. Maybe I don't go to work tonight. <laughs> nah, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, talking about like an old employer of mine, I remember one time they close the freeways down and they still expect us to go to work that night well we're gonna go to e then hi what's up uh my week's been pretty shitty on oh on monday i had an internet outage and had no internet for nine hours well why didn't you just go to your starbucks then because <laughs> i don't know when it was gonna come back on <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know you know that makes doing classes kind of hard because i could I'm imagine all that being difficult yeah yeah uh, and then on Tuesday, I had another internet outage and had no internet for five hours. What the fuck? Yeah. And that makes classes kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, the internet was fine otherwise for the rest of the week. Uh, I've been kind of stressed because I got, like, by Monday, I need to finish an art project, uh, a 
vertical slice for the game I've been talking about for a while, a prototype for a different game for a different class, and then just general teams class shenanigans. And also, somebody wants to get a Beyblade and part of the lake yeah, and somewhere. Yeah, then I have to part the goddamn <laughs> Red Sea. <laughs> the The game at least is going well. Uh, people who played the game were like, "Hey, this is actually really fun to control." I'm like, "Yes, nice." Which, what game? Uh, one a, a new game. You haven't played it yet. I I need to work some more on it. Now the issue is I need to get like good level design to let people do fun stuff with the movement, and that'll be interesting to try. I believe in you. Yeah, but uh. I'll just be, like, busting my ass in the next couple of days to finish a vertical slice of that. Sweet. Well, uh, D, hey. Dion, we have not talked to you in many months. Yeah. Many months. What's up? How's life? It's pretty good. I've been working from home, so it's going to suck to go back, honestly, because I've been home for, like, a year. Yeah. <laughs> and it's super chill, and then I'm going to have to wake up super early again and go back to actually in the office. Let's convince them to let you stay. Have fake conversations with people that I don't really like. <laughs> that was nah, a very much interesting thing about this pandemic, though, is how many people, like, they still worked. They just worked from home. So yeah, they you realize that, like, you can do your job from home, yeah. mostly. I mean, I've had no problems literally doing anything that I have to do. So Yeah, like, you're an crunch numbers all day like you don't really have to be in an office to do that (laughs) i don't have to yeah it's literally i can do everything online so i mean but then they can't confirm that you're working by standing over your shoulder like a madman yeah i was gonna say like the only uh upside to companies having a place for all their employees to sit there and crunch numbers is they can have a manager sit there and crack whip on them every now and then that's the thing like even then like they've done studies on the productivity and it wasn't even a significant drop in productivity after they did working at home like, I imagine actually damn. some people were probably more productive so they didn't feel pressure of somebody like literally telling them to do stuff constantly. Well, like, right. Is it this kind of was more productive because she doesn't get interrupted all the time, right? Yeah, literally. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There's not like distractions. And I can also do stuff at home that yeah. I need to do. Right. Like if I had to go clean something or like cook or whatever, I can just do that and then go check my emails after and it's fine. Like nothing yeah. happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just sitting in my chair just drooling. <laughs> waiting for my next request <laughs> uh, also i just beat doom eternal nice. nice that was a really fun game i highly suggest it your favorite type Isaac. i know FPS, I, I love uh, fps so much i i actually sat down i put it on the easiest mode and uh-huh. i actually sat e down to try and play doom eternal it took him five minutes to get through a door, and I was so angry watching him play. <laughs> I was so angry. I, I am very bad in, at video games, and I'm especially bad at 3D video games. And also, <laughs> the game doesn't let me just punch everything. It's a shooter. I try. Stuff. I can't aim. Once you build up the punch, you can punch everything. Probably. Like, try something. I tried. I have a shotgun, and I'm missing. <laughs> it was bad. wide burst missing the yeah. demons the like, demons are overtaking him like with the fist i'm like okay just look at him bam but like i'm trying to shoot i'm like oh wait no oh shit ah. <laughs> there were some parts that i was stuck on for a little bit there's there's some pretty hard parts even on normal yeah but i'm not the type to like try to beat something on super hard i, no, rather, I, really, I rather enjoy the game right yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't really see the point in like playing in the hardest yeah, also, we, I've been playing uh, Neo 2 a lot with one of my friends. <laughs> and a very hard game. Very, but Another difficult game. <laughs> the thing that makes Neo 2 awesome is you get to create your own character, and it's the customization is super like vast. You can do a bunch of stuff, and there's all kinds of weapons you can pick, and then you can play with your friend. 
So now me and him are running through the levels way less hard, yeah, way yeah. more fun. Because <laughs> the first one, I literally played probably like the first two levels, and I just stopped. And I was like, I'm not going to beat this. I was I like, that. this is so hard. I've heard that a lot. Even from like people who like really like Dark Souls, I've heard that a lot, too. They're like, I love Dark Souls, but this is just fucking hard. Yeah, Neo I got to like is... the third world, and I had to give up on Neo 1. It's just so fucking hard. It's like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Because, yeah. But with a friend, I think that's kind of probably why they maybe introduce this because <laughs> people were like this is i can't even play this um instead of friend, adding so difficulty fun. sliders they're just like you can use a friend <laughs> yeah it's so much more fun though because like you know then you can gang up on them it's not like it's still pretty hard um like we've died definitely but not as much <laughs> and we usually we get through the levels so it's well, really fun so it's hard enough to like uh, make it to where people aren't complaining that it's way too easy and the games for babies but it's easy enough that it's actually playable this time yeah like you still have to be on your game because yesterday we were not and we <laughs> we were like trying to have conversations with some of my other friends in like an xbox party and <laughs> we were just dying i was like this we can't play right now <laughs> yeah but basically that's been it um yeah i just dropped an ep which is cool um i'll probably announce it like later today actually well, this will go up in like two weeks. You want to announce it? Since- <laughs> yeah, you- it'll be up. Shnee Undead. Uh, it's called Sunshine. There's five new tracks. Worked really hard on it. I think it's the best thing I've put out. So sweet. Yeah. I'm actually excited to listen to that. I have a bunch of your songs on like my playlist. Oh, so. that's what I like to hear. I have one because I have to finish animating Ooh. it. <laughs> yeah, Isaac's doing the animated video for Press Start. That's gonna be dope. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and yeah, I'm actually. I uh, have been working on like a lot of the background stuff for the podcast. We have a bunch of cool content coming up. Um, we're introducing 4D technology. Oh. <laughs> so it sounds like we're actually in your living room. The new <laughs> VR cast. Just don't look behind you. <laughs> <laughs> we might actually be there. Um, I'm actually going to announce this here. I definitely want people to know about it. The next episode, we are starting a series. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. Dun dun, the big one. Who possibly couldn't have seen Star Wars? So he hasn't seen any Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen like a third, half. Yeah. Maybe half. Um, so we're actually going to be starting a series. Every month we are going to be watching one of these Star Wars movies all the way until December. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll hopefully time out perfectly to where we can have a whole category in the end of the year stuff like best Star Wars. <laughs> Worst Star Wars? <laughs> Um, Star Wars is Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm actually really excited about that. Uh, a little weird thing: we are going to be watching them in chronological order. Yeah, which so, is a little controversial. I'll take the flack for this. I specifically requested this because I know a lot of people hate the prequels, and I'm curious if if I start with them, if I'll be less like annoyed by them. I'm, and also, technically, that's supposed to be what you're supposed to watch them in. Yeah, yeah. I think that'll take away a lot of the stuff later on, but. We'll, we won't even worry about that. We'll get to that when we get there. If if you think I'm wrong, feel free to send me a personal hate mail. Don't don't send it to me. <laughs> Is there a reason they made him out of order? Um, yeah, because George Lucas wanted to pretend like there was a big world when he didn't build a big world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we will have um, we have a bunch of a discussion series that will be coming out pretty soon as well after this episode comes out which will be various people that have been on the podcast and discussing specific topics instead of specific movies. I'm really excited for that, too. So, yeah, that'll, that, those discussion things will be going up pretty soon after this episode comes out. Look out for that. 
Yeah. Um, but let's get on to this week's movie. Uh-huh. Snowpiercer. Directed. Bong Joon-ho. Uh, I remember when we did the Parasite episode that I remember my biggest criticism was like, it's not as good as Snowpiercer. Which, for all the criticisms you can put, is... That's a pretty good criticism. <laughs> He's like, hey, it's not like as good as his other God, thing. God, this isn't re- his best work. What uh, the hell? Yeah. <laughs> but at least that's my opinion. Um, I I think because like this is a very much a genre film. Like it's not kind of a dark comedy, kind of like Parasite was. It's more of like very sci-fi, very strange, very weird. Uh, a genre I am very unfamiliar with. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm really interested in what you all think about this. Um, I think I think I know what Dion will think about this one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's a sci-fi? A little, a little bit. Uh, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Futuristic-y? It's, yeah. it's futuristic-y, yeah. kind of dystopian, kind of action-y, Ooh. kind of, uh, yeah. I'm looking at the back of the box here, and this is like a novel, actually. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the first you- time I've read the description of this movie. In a world. There's almost. Actually, almost. <laughs> there's actually three pages of the back of the box. It's crazy. Yeah, if you open up, it actually has like an instruction manual. <laughs> and a mini poster. <laughs> Um, but yeah, before I read the description, let's start with E. Okay. What do you think Snowpiercer is about? What do you think is going to happen? I think I might have a general idea. How much do you think you know, D? I think I know. I've seen like things, trailers, like for the shows and I've kind of read like descriptions of it, but I just know train. You've (laughs) seen it, right, Robbie? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. I just wanted to, okay. Um, I think this is like a dystopian movie. Okay. After like a nuclear winter, basically. Okay. On a train, and I think the idea is you go. F- there's a guy who's going kind of from the back of the train to represent like the bottom lower class to the front of the train, which represents the upper rich people class. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dion. So I think also dystopian. I think it's more of like an ice age happened. Okay. And now the world's like kind of frozen and uh. The only refuge is this train that's called the Snowpiercer. And, uh, yeah, maybe some classism action going on in there. Um, that's a, basically all I know about it. So. And there's like, this, <laughs> a, there's, like, a squirrel that runs around in the train. He has this nut he's trying to get And the then there's time. zombies, and <laughs> it's <laughs> Train to Busan, part two. Pineapple Express. The pineapple train to Busan in the snow. <laughs> Just every in train. The ice age. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the tank engine, actually. That's the big twist at the end. Oh, the train has action. a face. <laughs> um, the train has a face, and it's uh, voiced by Ray Romano. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, like, if it's like, it has like the orchestral score, and as it goes through the front, you just hear... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I don't know, we're getting DMCA. <laughs> Damn. I was, I was too on key. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess I'm going to read this novel real quick. All right, I'll, I'll get situated for now. Yeah. After a failed global warming experiment, a post-apocalyptic ice age has killed off nearly all life on the planet. <laughs> all that remains of humanity are the lucky few survivors that boarded the Snowpiercer, a train that travels around the globe powered by a sacred, perpetual motion engine. A class system has evolved aboard the train, fiercely dividing its population. But a revolution is brewing. The lower class passengers in the tail section stage an uprising, moving car by car toward the front of the train, where the train's creator and absolute authority resides in splendor. But unexpected circumstances lie in wait for humanity's tenacious survivors. Visionary director Bong Joon-ho's enormously ambitious and visually stunning 
film has widely praised as a superb masterpiece of science fishing. Fiction. Science fishing. Science fishing. <laughs> Ooh, I love science fishing. <laughs> That's the new genre of video game I want to invent. <laughs> um, starring Chris Evans, Song Gang Ho, Tilda Swinton, Jamie Bell, Octavia Spencer, Ewan Bremner, Bremner, John Hurt, and Ed Harris. Captain America. Captain America himself. <sighs> yeah. like in the middle of Captain America ing. It's kind of weird to me that there's only like one like. Asian sounding name in there, right? Like, yeah, considering yeah. the director, director. But... me uh, and E basically don't even need to watch it. We guess the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, you guys kind of got it right on the head, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really cool and stylish. Yeah, I'm sure, there's there's something in it. Plus, you get to see Captain America say "fuck," like in the middle of him Captain America ing, and then he says, weird. "That's America's ass." Yep, <laughs> that's his first line. Actually, <laughs> that was just a reference. Just to this constantly movie. referencing. Yeah. Other... <laughs> Punches the guy in the face. America's ass. America's ass. <laughs> he picks up like a trash can later and then starts just carrying it like a yeah. shield the entire movie. <laughs> um, there's a few things in this movie I'm actually really excited for E to see because you don't have like history with film. Nope. Um, and so I think this will be really cool to see somebody who doesn't have a history of the film like get introduced to a lot of this stuff. I've got to say, I feel like science fiction, this is probably only the fifth science fiction movie I've seen. Yeah, I think this year we're probably going to end up watching a lot of science fiction, actually, which is going to be really, really funny, and I think you're going to get really annoyed. Oh, boy. <laughs> nice. Well, a lot of science fiction takes from the same elements a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, true. I guess it's it's a lot of Alien. It's a lot of Star Wars. Um, yeah. A lot of robot. Yeah, a lot I, of Blade Runner. A lot of robots. The animated, yeah. <laughs> the animated <laughs> film robots. DreamWorks. Yeah. Is that DreamWorks? I don't think it is. Uh, I think it's Blue Sky. Blue Sky. That sounds right. Yeah. Oh, Blue Sky, Blue the Sky? ones who don't exist anymore. Yeah, fucking goddamn they were Disney. All fired. What did they make? What did they make? Ice Age. Ice Age. Robots. Oh, robots. They were working on an animated movie that Disney just axed. They just fired the entire studio, like 600 people. Yeah. That very, sounds very Disney like. So Disney. Uh, they did the Peanuts movie, which is honestly really so impressive. So good, actually. Yeah. Peanuts movie's great. Anyway. They did a lot of good stuff, and Disney was like, ah, fuck it. Kind of. <laughs> Enough talking about that depressing yeah. thing. Let's go watch this depressing thing. <laughs> yeah, classism. <laughs> Woo! Classism. Um, uh, some things here. So the movie is rated R for violence, language, and drug content. Sex. Let's go. <laughs> drugs. Yeah. 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 All of the drugs. All the drugs. It's in color. And it's 126 <laughs> minutes long. Hang on, hang on. You didn't tell me this movie was going to be in color. <laughs> Look at the front of the box. There's no color there. <laughs> but it's fanatical. And from the future, and from the future, all our, all the box TVs, they have color. <laughs> um, if people want to watch this with us, Robbie, where can they do that? So this one's a little bit harder, and it's getting a little bit weirder because there is the TNT TV show now. Right, that yeah, Snowpiercer. So like, I looked up Snowpiercer. That's like one of the first things that popped up was that. Um, I think it's counting on where you are in the world. It is still on Netflix because it, it is one of those movies like it's currently not an American Netflix from what I can tell, but it was before. And so like it's one of those it jumps back and forth from being on there and not being on there. I can uh say for sure it is on American Netflix right now. Oh, it is? Yes. It's yeah, actually, I think it's in my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, Netflix, if you have a Netflix, like 90% of Americans, I think. Yeah. And if you're not in America, use a VPN. Yeah. Well, I mean, also check your Netflix if you're not in America, it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, it should also be on uh, Amazon Prime, though. Yeah. To, to rent. All right. Well, let's go watch this movie, and uh, we'll be right back. Yeah. Let's do it.
Raging Snowpiercer, 2013. Bong Joon-ho, directed. Sorry. Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> America's ass. Yeah. Um. So I think I'm going to do a weird thing here, actually. I'm going to start with Robbie. <gasps> You've seen it before. <laughs> How long had it been since you'd seen it last? Um, I want to say about a year or so. Oh, so like pretty recent. Yeah. Like, I did watch it before then, too. Like, the very first time I tried watching it, I did, did fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, but that... <laughs> I was at my mom's place. And weirdly enough, so, like, weirdly enough, I've owned the movie. Brought to... Or whenever I went to go visit my mom, brought to her place. And me and her were going to watch it, and I passed out. <laughs> she watched it without you? Yeah. <laughs> What'd she think of the movie? She liked it. Oh, cool. <laughs> and Can then... we get her on the podcast, actually? Can you just call her real quick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask her what she thinks of it? Yeah. I, I mean, I could. <laughs> Um, but yeah, after th- I did watch it, uh, with gel, like I said, probably about like a year ago or so back whenever they put it back onto Netflix. Cause it was off of Netflix for a little while there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know if I enjoyed it quite as much the second time around, but it is still a really good movie. I do like it. Cool. Um, without spoilers, what are the things you didn't like? I think it's just, it, there's certain aspects of it that don't hold up quite as well like it's is it it is a fun movie but it is kind of silly at times even whenever it doesn't mean to be silly yeah and i think some of it actually is done on purpose but some of it i think is just kind of how the movie was filmed yeah there's a late stage scene that i actually laughed out loud like it's almost near the end like 10 minutes left of the movie and like i laughed out loud when he started saying the dialogue in the scene when i first watched it We'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> was it the part I left at when he's... Uh, maybe. There's of... a couple parts that we all laughed at. I, like, I think the first time I watched it, too, I was just like, this is kind of silly, but like, I did like the overall message of it, too. Like, you know, Jong Bu... Saying his name. Bong... Bong Joo Ho. Does not really... Get... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm forgetting his name. Bon Jovi? Yes. <laughs> bon... bon Jovi does capitalism really well. <laughs> Bong Joon Ho. I just know Bong. Anyways, he does capitalism very well and like consumerism, and you can tell that he sees the problems in it and like he finds entertaining ways to bring it forth to like make or between this and Parasite, like he does it very well, like taking a complex situation and making it in a fun way that's digestible for an audience to watch. Yeah, I think that, I mean, seeing this and then seeing Parasite, I think. They're two very different ways to send that message yeah. forward. Yeah, but they are very similar messages, just yeah. in different, digested different ways, if you will. Yeah, I think there was an interview going around when he did Parasite, that Parasite was his elevator movie, and this was his train movie, but both <laughs> talking about like consumerism and capitalism and classism. Right. But he does those very well. Like I said, it is kind of silly in ways that it's probably not meant to be silly. Like There are scenes that are probably meant to be tense that aren't yeah and i think that does have to do with the film in my opinion maybe aging a little poorly yeah and i I think you're probably right it just doesn't age quite as well but it is still all in all a very fun movie it is a very good movie it's just not perfect is what i would say but i would it's still a high recommend if anything all right uh e hi with you opinion have one (laughs) my opinion we use english well (laughs) um it's it's pretty good i think it's going to sound weird. I think it's too much of a movie. <laughs> I think it gets too far. <laughs> like, 
You know how you, like, you press more play on it and <laughs> then it like keeps running. I wish it didn't do that. I should <laughs> say cinema. I, I should. Say, I think more of a. I think it's too much of a blockbuster. Maybe that's a better way to put it. I yeah, I could. I could see that actually. Yeah. Like, because I think it has some cool ideas and like messaging and stuff, but I think it kind of loses it when it becomes like just a movie again. <laughs> I whatever. Like. It feels maybe a little too mainstream, is kind of what you're saying. Uh, sure, if I want to sound like a hipster, I guess. <laughs> it's so mainstream. Yeah. It's just like, I, like it's kind of what Robbie was saying, like, where some parts are just kind of silly. The parts, I would say those are like the parts I would describe as being too movie, where it's just kind of like, there's like cool messaging and cool set pieces and stuff. And it's like, all right, here's an action scene. All right, here's so- another action scene. And here's the ending action scene. Yeah. <laughs> so too over the top is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I think that might be a better way to put it, yeah. Okay. Um, I think there's cool stuff. I think there's sprinkles of good stuff, for sure. Like, I shouldn't say sprinkles of good. There's sprinkles of very good stuff. I just think it didn't get to capitalize it on as much. I don't know if there was any, like, meddling going on or if this was exactly the movie he wanted to make, but... There was quite a bit of meddling from Weinstein, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he was pressured to put in more action and stuff like that. While being slapped around with money by <laughs> rich producers. Well, Weinstein, specifically. Literally, yeah. Mr. Um, sexual Assault himself. Everyone's favorite guy. Weinstein. Yeah. <laughs> I think if he was given way more reins, I would enjoy this movie a lot more. As it is, I think it's just a pretty good movie. Uh, I don't think it's his best work. I do think I like Parasite a bit more, but I think that's just because what Parasite talks about resonates with me a bit more. I think probably res- being more direct about it. Why? Yeah, and I think Res. Oh, not Reservoir. <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Dogs is a totally movie, movie about capitalism. <laughs> um, I think Parasite is much more grounded, uh, even though it does have dark humor and it's it's silly in its own ways. It is like way more grounded. I think. Yeah. yeah. This and one's, it is definitely more fanatical. Snowpiercer is. Yeah, and like, yeah. With, with how grounded Parasite is, I think people are more willing to listen to the subject matter instead of being like, well, they're on a train at the end of the world, so like nothing actually kind of maybe hits as hard as maybe Parasite did. And I think some of it's that, I think, as you said, I think some of it's also just it didn't age too well in a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. Like, there are a lot of parts that's like, this was like a 2010s movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can really uh feel the 2013 on it. Mm-hmm. But okay, it's not a bad movie. I just think like it was almost really good, but it just kind of stayed at pretty good. That's fair. Dion, I think it was, it was okay. It, I think it failed to deliver the message it wanted to at a lot of parts because it was like silly, and a lot of the silly parts of this movie took away from what's actually good about it. I just couldn't take it seriously, like, at any point. <laughs> I just was like, is this supposed to be, like, super funny? Because I know he has, like, humor. In yeah. His, like, in Parasite. Yeah, yeah. There's really funny parts in that movie. But I wasn't sure. I think it was just, like, corny silly. Like, they were trying to be serious, but when they put on night vision goggles with hatchets, and I was like, um, <laughs> is it serious or not? Because I'm very confused. Um, I don't think it's a bad movie. By any means, like I think the message is there, but I just think they could have delivered it better. Um, I just think, yeah, they took away a lot with the elements of it, like the weird action scenes that I feel like didn't really fit into it. Right. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, very yeah, 2010s feeling almost, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like a movie that was designed for Redbox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of dropped the ball for you. Yeah, and I feel like even if the world did have an ice age, why would you all go on a train? Because <laughs> I, mean, I, you know, it's I feel train like, or nothing, really. Yeah. But wouldn't you like go into like all the huge sports arenas we have with heating? <laughs> Clearly not. There no <laughs> Clearly, train. I mean, best the option. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, if all the power grids are going down, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess if the train's the only thing running, which is, I guess, what I think it also goes along with like that panic because, like, they do talk about that. Uh, it isn't a spoiler stuff, but. You know that panic of you know the world is ending. This is so your only savior. Come here, yeah. kind of thing. Like there's there's a couple lines here or there, but I don't think it ever like really gets into why the train was the best. And I also think that took away from it because I didn't understand why like any of the backstory of why they're like in this train. They didn't really say anything about what brought them to the train. That is kind of skipped over pretty yeah. quickly. A few line of, a few lines of dialogue. It literally is like there was this weapon or element created mm-hmm. that started an ice age and so everybody and went so, to the train and so train, train. <laughs> so it, was it, it wasn't so much weapon it was supposed to be basically like almost like, like a freon uh, like, right yeah it was meant to like uh help with global warming to help mm-hmm. bring the temperature down yeah. without them having to do anything without, without them having to change anything about what yeah. they're already doing so and but the thing is it worked too well and, and so now. instead of dropping it a couple degrees it turned them into a ice new age. ice age and no I mean, it also shows a little bit of a like only basic understanding of how global warming works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <it's> which just, <laughs> to be fair, just make lot, it colder. A lot of capitalists <laughs> probably would just de- say make it colder yeah. is their solution. <laughs> just make it colder. Yeah. Like it feels kind of weird because I feel like Von Jumel usually kind of goes more in depth with some of that stuff. So it feels kind of weird that global warming was just like global warming cold. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like he. You can tell that he had pressures, outside pressures, to put things in this movie. For sure you can, yeah. yeah. I feel like the a, message is diluted a bit, if anything. Yeah, like the main message, I got that it was there, but I feel like they didn't really push it like how Parasite does, where you know, like, this is classism, and it, it's yeah. very clear and, like, distinct, and, like, the message just comes across beautifully more. Yeah. This one was, like, very diluted with, like, weird simple action scenes and like all these care i don't know it's just strange to me this this one kind of strikes me more as a bunch of like executive being like no you can't like just talk about classism you have to like yeah have metaphors and stuff like that for classism whereas parasite kind of proved that's incorrect you can just yeah be direct even if some people still don't understand it and the silly it was just silly yeah. at some parts like, i it think was just it laugh yeah. out loud silly yeah i think that kind of shows what happens whenever you kind of let a director do what he wants to do, like with Parasite, compared mm-hmm. to whenever producers and people who are putting money into the project are like, well, I want this in the movie kind of thing. And yeah, so like they have to try to find it. a way to like make all these things work. Yeah, yeah think about what happened with Cyberpunk. Because yeah. the investors pushed them to put that out for Christmas, basically. Yeah. And it was not done. And now they took a huge hit because it was just terrible on release. So... I think like money ET all over again. Yeah. <laughs> money and deadlines kind of, like yeah. money I get, and deadlines yeah. kind of ruin things a lot of the time. They do ruin things a lot of times. I get the reason why you need them because like in some cases like things yeah. will never get done if you don't have those deadlines, but, but pushing rushing Yeah, but rushing it and pushing it that hard can be detrimental to projects. And I don't think it was it was not like a terrible movie or anything. Like it had some really cool like fun parts. Like it was a overall I would say it was a fun movie. Yeah, it's still like enjoyable, but yeah. like yeah, on this rewatching, I do have to admit, I do think 
in hindsight, I do like Parasite more as a film, um, just because there is that 2010 stink yeah. on this film. Um, did this one like hit you better when you first watch it versus Parasite? It did, like as a as an overall entertaining piece. I think it did. Like uh, the action scenes, I thought were, at the time were really really cool, and then seeing Chris Evans uh, going back to kind of not doing Captain America after a little bit of doing that and like thinking that was just going to be his career for a while, seeing him do a more I don't want to call it mature more, but more role, but like more of an adult oriented role, uh, was really cool. So like there was a lot of that kind of thing in there, and there was honestly like this weird uh build up with this movie too because it wasn't released in the United States at first. Um, oh, was it one of those we had to fight for it? Kind of, yeah, because like it was. It's so weird because this is like the most Americanized Bong Joon Ho movie. Um, so yeah, it was in like almost an entire year before we even got it in the states. That's weird. I feel like this would have done really well in the box office if they just released it. Maybe, but even when it was in released in box office for a little while, it didn't do very well. Um, well how much like build up for general audiences were there? Like none here. Yeah, almost, almost none. I think that's more the issue than. Yeah, I feel like you just feel like, hey, Chris Evans in a train. And be like, <laughs> Bam. <laughs> to be fair, like Chris Evans is one of those characters, or one of those actors who will put asses in movie theater seats, though. Too he is. He actually mm-hmm. fought for this role a lot too, because he just wanted to really work with Bong Joon Ho. He directly like contacted him himself, like got his number and just called him. Yeah. <laughs> like I really want to be in this movie. How'd you get this number? Put me in your movie. <laughs> I, I, I don't blame him though. Bong Joon Ho is such a like huge name, kind of. Well, like not. I don't think in America at the time, right? No, at the time he wasn't. His most well known thing that he had done before this was a movie called The Host, um, which not the one oh, that I've yeah. been complaining about on post credits. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's the it's Korean horror film where a monster like kills everybody and it kind of gives a more realistic look on if there was a giant monster terrorizing a city kind of thing. That was his most well-known thing up to this point, really. And so he wasn't like a household name at all, at all, at all. Right, right. Um, so yeah, like, I think most people's introduction to him probably was Parasite, honestly. Yeah, it's, that was mine. Yeah. And like, I don't know after Parasite, what his career's gonna look like, because he did do, like, a lot of genre pieces, like horror, sci-fi, stuff like that beforehand. And then he did Parasite, which is tonally very Bong Joon-ho, mm-hmm. um, but, like, content-wise, it's really, really grounded. So I'm not right. really sure what his next project is planned to be. Like, what direction is he gonna go? Is he gonna go in this more, or is he gonna go more towards, like, another genre piece, but, like, have a giant budget now? I think whatever it is, I think a lot of people are just gonna end up disappointed. Yeah, unfortunately. That's what happens with, like, hype. You can't, you know. Well, it's not only that, because, like, Parasite is a very beloved movie, too. And I think, like, more often than not, whenever somebody comes out with a masterpiece like that, people want more of that. And it's really hard to follow up something like Parasite. Yeah, like, I wouldn't wouldn't quite call it lightning in a bottle, but it has that kind of feel behind it. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of his movies have a very high quality to them Mm -hmm. that I've seen. Yeah, they and, do. He honestly is a really good director, and I think he's able to get a lot out of whatever money he's given and just kind of having such a clear vision going into the entire thing. Like, it never feels like he's questioning his own thing, and I think that's maybe another part where the meddling shows itself in Snowpiercer is because you can see the meddling in the background, and it feels off. It doesn't feel Bong Joon-ho in certain parts. It does really feel like they get to a cart and it's like, here's the executive cart. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it felt very like forced. Almost like you would just cut in a part of an- another little action 
yes. movie and put it right here. Yeah. It this does. cart is the action cart. Yeah, it kind of feels <laughs> deliberate. Like, it was like, okay, if I have to do that, here's the part. Yeah, that is how it felt. Yeah. 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 And I will say, this is based on a French graphic novel. Uh, La, whatever the word for train is, I La think. Train. La Train. La, La Piercer. La, yeah, I was going to make that joke. La, La Cold Train. I can look up the name. La Cold Train. La Train de Cold. <laughs> I think I was going more Spanish. Yeah, we keep going Spanish. (laughs) Our Spanish is showing a lot of this. I kind of hope that you actually still have like that El Mariachi car that I had. (laughs) El El Train Frio. El Train (laughs) Frio. Okay, here. Le Transpersonage. I can't. I I feel like that probably translates to Snowpiercer somehow. Probably. The train that pierces snow. Yeah, yeah, something like that probably. But yeah, um, like the budget on this wasn't super small either, honestly. Uh, the the worldwide release date on this was July 2014. The original is 2013. Um, but the budget was actually like pretty decent. Maybe not for the kind of movie that ultimately they were trying to make. It was 33 or 39 million. Um, okay. and then the worldwide box office was 87 million. And then like with DVD sales and stuff, like the, it made a profit. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it definitely was not fucking advertised. So, yeah. I think that's. I mean, that also being said, I think it has kind of a cult following at this point. It yeah. does for sure. And it's a lot of people like me who, like, watched it back then and loved it and, like, keep, like, telling people how great it is. And then, like, maybe it doesn't hold up super well in some parts, actually. <laughs> I, will say, I feel like there should be a limit of what is, like, cult following. I feel like there should be a step after a cult following, but, like, before Beloved. To where it's just popular. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's not like I don't, that it's not true. like no one knows what Snowpiercer is. I, I like, it's a, it's a fairly well-known movie. It enough to where they were able to make a TNT show. Yeah, out of exactly. It. Which like, actually, I think like I'm. This kind of makes me want to watch that show a little more because if they have more time to go through, maybe like the actual people and like concentrate on that story. Yeah, maybe I think it would be better. It, it depends. Is how involved is he? Do you know? I don't think he's involved at all. I don't want to watch it then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like they could explore the characters a lot better because when you get in TV shows. Even if like a twelve episode season, or that's twelve hours. Yeah. Of, you know, nowadays everything's an hour. So like, yeah. <laughs> me, I'm sticking to eleven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could just explore that. See, because I want to know more. Like, I didn't get any of like the backstory. I want to know more of like why they're on this train. Like, what led up to this. And I feel like the characters like felt like disconnected to me a lot of the times. Like, I didn't feel their emotion. Yeah, like it feels like you're almost just supposed to follow all of the people on the back train and just like immediately agree with them. Yeah, I, it felt almost like rushed. Yeah, to me. like the whole pacing of it, I thought was kind of weird. Like, yeah, it was just like next cart, next cart. Now we're in this cart. I mean, to be fair, they also had two hours to paint in all of this lore of what has happened throughout the past eighteen years and how yeah. what meant to be basically. If anything, like a Noah's Ark for humanity, basically turned into a weird cult following, and you're just supposed to be able to tell the story of them going from the back of the train to the front of the train, along with all the lore going between of the history of it, too. That's, yeah, that's probably so, why I had those problems with it, is because yeah. they had that short, you know, like an hour and whatever time frame to tell this long story. Right, right. Yeah. So maybe it'd be better if it was longer, or maybe the show would be cool because they might explore Or if more. only there were like some action scenes they could possibly cut out to put <laughs> yeah. some more other stuff in. <laughs> it, is, it is a weird thing because like, you could have shortened a lot of these action scenes and fit in more character building moments, and I think it would have been better for it, actually. I feel like I didn't know the characters at all. 
in this movie. Yeah. That's kind of the issue. There's like three characters you get to know, and it's the three that are, it's like the main character, uh, and <laughs> two, the other surviving characters, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, I, that's kind of, you can't even recall them. That's, <laughs> I liked, like, yeah, there's characters I liked, but I just liked them. I didn't know anything about them. Yeah, you're just like, that's cool, and I hope that he makes it. But yeah, like, you I don't like, like Asian girl, she's fun. Yeah, 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 and like I don't remember her name. Do you? No, not at all. I don't. I don't even remember, honestly. I mean, it's kind of one of those things about movies that's kind of shows a little bit about people, but also it makes for good storytelling. Is because like a character can die in a movie like this, and you can kind of be like, okay, why should I care? Kind of thing, and that's what it felt like with a lot of these. Because you can't, yeah, you can't exactly flush out a lot of these characters as well as they probably wanted to. Yeah, I guess one thing before we go forward and go into some spoiler talk, a quick rundown of the plot. It is fairly simple when it comes right down to it it is uh another tale of capitalism and, and cons- classism and classism um, hand in hand yes <laughs> <laughs> um and you follow basically a group of people from the back of the train the the outcasts the unwanted basically and they're uprising to get to the front of the train to do something yeah. <laughs> They, they, I don't think they, they even have a goal, honestly. Yeah, it's just a revolution. What is yeah. a revolution for? Who cares? It's a revolution. Exactly. We're just sick of what we're currently yeah. dealing with. Yes. Which, I mean, sometimes that's what it is. It's like, fuck this, let's just revolt, and we can figure out what we're doing after when we get there. That's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of, I will say there are a lot of scenes in this movie where it's just kind of like, so what do we do now? Well, I don't know. I didn't think we were going to get this yeah. far. <laughs> there was, that's that's how this whole movie yeah, felt. Yeah, like... <laughs> I think the weirdest part of this is like they get to like the fourth train car and they're like, hey, this is the farthest anyone's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. If I take one more step, this is the farthest anyone will have ever gone through the train. <laughs> and all the rich people are just looking at them. Yeah. Like, what are you doing here? I did kind of like that scene where like there's a bunch of rich people just like watching them and you can tell like that look on their faces. Ew, poor. Yeah. Just My favorite disgusting. part is if you watch the Asian girl though, because she's like try- she's like touching them all over and, like yeah. she's a- she doesn't know what the hell's she's going the best on. Character. Yeah. Um uh. so yeah, that's honestly the basic plot of it is just yeah. watching Chris Evans and his Motley crew try to get to the front of the train to have a revolt. That's kind of it, really, mm-hmm. when it gets right down to it. Um, that is the bare minimum plot. Yeah, and we already yep. told you the part where the world freezes over and yeah. they're on a train. And world yeah. frozen train. I yeah. mean, it's it's glossed over quicker than we honestly glossed over yes, it. Yes, actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, from here on out, if you are interested in Snowpiercer, it, it's, it's, it's on Netflix if you're in the U.S. Check it out. Uh, check it if you're not in the U.S. It might be on your Netflix, too. Who knows? Um, but we're going to go into spoilers from here on out. We're going to talk a few details on some scenes that we really liked or probably disliked from how this conversation (laughs) is going. Yeah. So final warning. Spoilers from here on out. All right. So I guess I'll get this out of the way because it might make Jariah feel better. (laughs) Watching the action scenes in this movie does make me appreciate John Wick a little bit more. Thank you. I mean, I'll bump John Wick up to a six. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hey, progress. (laughs) I'm going back and re-editing that episode. (laughs) Like, I, I... I think it's one of those things where, like, you don't notice how bad it is until you, like, because you told me Until that, you have like, context. Until, like, I didn't really, like, have to think about how bad a lot of action scenes are until I watched John Wick and went back to this, and you can't tell what is ever happening. Yeah, that's the thing. I like, feel like it's purposeful on this movie, though, because if you notice a lot of those action scenes, I didn't notice it as much the first time I watched it, but this time, I realized that they're, like, purposefully shaking the hell out of the camera during a lot of action scenes to that, make it seem more intense. That was like, the chaotic. style. Yeah. I, I think that 
there's some sense to that, but I feel like a big thing, and this is probably coming from a video game designer perspective, is like you should if you want to make the person viewing feel like they're out of control, you don't explicitly have to take away control from them. Yeah. Like you don't just to give a sense of chaos, you don't have to shake the camera so much that the person watching doesn't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. already chaotic. Like what's like, going on is chaotic. Actually, I talked about old boy a bit earlier. I think old boy perfectly encompasses kind of the chaos of everything without forcing you to shake everywhere. Like the yeah. long ass hallway scene is extremely chaotic, and it's just kind of a panning shot throughout. Yeah, yeah. that's actually. I remember. I can't remember who it was like. There are some people, some critics who say that like uh, old boy has some of the best fight scenes ever choreographed in a movie. That's because like they did those scenes very well, especially that long hallway scene whenever he's fighting all of them with a hammer and old boy. Like, that was done in one take, and it's done very well. Yeah, and that's all due to choreography. Like, great choreography means you don't have to shake the camera to make it feel intense, and you don't have to, like, hide hits and stuff like that. It's just that people are doing their job exceptionally well. Yeah, which it's something that E actually pointed out, too, is, like, there's a scene where one of the guys gets punched in the face, and it's basically just... It's like a little soft, a little yeah. tight. And like, it looked like they sped it up, too, so it was probably slower. <laughs> Action, I think, is very hard to pull off and make it look cool. Yeah. Because yeah. In, that's one of the reasons that I like animation so much. Yeah, because like, in action animation, it just always. It, I mean, if it's good animation, obviously, yeah. it looks <laughs> awesome. Like it's so cool and well, like, like everything's big... so fast. But like every time I watch an action movie, it just feels like it's like lackluster. Like it, you feel it feels fake. Like how they like go and approach everyone. It's like one on one every time, and yeah, then they're yeah. like, "Ha!" Huh, well, like yeah, again, and that's like, actually a thing for a lot of those movies too. Is they? Ha- I can't remember what they call. It. I think they just call it like the. Um, the arm windmill effect or something like that, wherever yeah. you have a character who's not really doing anything, but you have to make it seem like he's doing something. So he's just kind of like not fighting anyone. He's just like kind of walking forward while going, yeah, <laughs> moving his I'm arms going, in front of him. Yeah. I'm like, going to stand right here and spin my arms. And if you get hit, it's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> well, not even that. It's just like they're kind of like slowly moving their way up the line. They're like inching, yeah, yeah to, inching, to fight the main guy because you can't all fight him at once. That's yeah, but you can't exactly have people in the background not moving. But it's one of those things that, like, once you know about it and you know what to look for, you can actually see it a lot in a lot of these mm-hmm. chaotic fight scenes wherever there's one guy fighting, like, 20 bad guys. Is there's at least five or six bad guys that are just kind of waving their arms like this while they're uh, waiting to get up to the front to get their yeah, ass basically. kicked, quote-unquote, <laughs> by the main character. Yeah, which, again, going to John Wick, just to sing his praises for one more second, <laughs> like, you never get that feeling of a kung fu circle of one-on-one. Yeah, like, it right. always feels like it's an actual fight. And then, like, in this, I think in the big, like, train hatchet scene where everyone's fighting and, like, the big revolution that really is at and everybody dies. Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote, yeah. <laughs> um, is that you You literally see people just fighting in the background and nothing happening to any of the other characters in the foreground. And right. And there's just blood. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of digital blood, too. Yeah. And, like, that's that's one of those things. Like, when I first saw this action scene, I was like, man, this is really cool. It's, like, really stylized. And then going back to it and having like the hindsight of like really good movies like John Wick, um, yeah, you know, there's it's like it's it's like before John Wick and after John Wick. You know, <laughs> yeah. <all> of <laughs> Certain things like set a precedent of what like yeah. action can be. Yeah. So when I notice so much when I watch a like live action, a real good action scene, I'll like note, I'll be like, wow, this is amazing. Like, yeah. Because I've seen so many just silly looking tragic action scenes yeah. and i'm like why is this in the movie <laughs> you know? yeah and then like the 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 
the shaky cam was just such the style it was in this yeah, time for so many years too and it was started from the um the jason bourne series because that was the one that like really got the shaky cam thing started and it didn't die out until john wick which is so frustrating yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean to be <laughs> fair yeah, there even... are some movies like just to like we're Characters are standing and looking at something, and the camera's shaking while they're looking at it. Yes. To try to like add suspense or add in, or add tension to it, it doesn't. It just makes everything look shaky. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> a lot of early Marvel movies had that issue too, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. know if they they well, actually. I don't did, think yeah. they still do. But no, no, they yeah. you, they show mostly action now. Yeah, but yeah. they did. Yeah, early on it was they did do a lot of that shaky. Yep. This goes to show never. Never go back and watch things again, or else you'll ruin your perception. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Never rewatch movies. Never rewatch anything, says the guy on the podcast where at least like half the hosts have to rewatch something. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I think um one thing that this movie does have really great going for it. Um which I guess I didn't really share my thoughts on it. You kinda did, like. kinda did, yeah. Um but like I think Chris Evans even though he doesn't quite hit all of the emotional marks in it as well as he could, I think he is still just Chris Evans, so he's just kind of extremely likable. I, he's, yeah, I feel he's like that. Like he was just kind of given that made for that role, considering they even like have the guys like Curtis Eben or something. That's funny. yeah. Why was it his name? It was but... his, his name. Yeah, it's like a, it's like an alternate universe. Chris Evans is this guy basically. What's funny Kinda? about yeah, but what's funny about that is Jong Boon. Oh, wow. Bong Joon-ho specifically did not want Chris Evans for it <laughs> because he said that he was too buff and so That's he, like, fair. Didn't he, want, he like he didn't want this guy at the back of the train like be like this guy clearly has been working out and getting tons of protein he's doing great like he didn't want that guy to be the lead and so the reason why he wears like that trench coat through the whole thing is to literally hide his physical muscle structure. I think that's fair. That yeah. makes sense, actually. If he's just jacked and everyone else is like malnourished, yeah, exactly. yeah that's pretty <laughs> much exactly what it I is. Because even like the strong characters of the back do, are pretty like kind of weak looking. Like even like a cool character who is just like an Asian badass. Yeah, the ninja. He's not like buff or anything. He's just kind of acrobatic, and that's something you could become he if, does have, at the back. Yeah. Die tattooed on his forearm, though, which is savage. <laughs> yeah, well, die or surrender. Or die. Oh, yeah, it says surrender, and then he flips it, die. <laughs> um, one scene, I think, that you can see the, the, the director really shine through is when the woman is giving that speech up front about hats and shoes. <laughs> yeah, because it's just so strange and funny yeah. and dark. It's, While this guy is like yeah. having his arm stuck out of the train to have it frozen off for punishment. Yeah. That uh, might she, have been the best scene to me. Yeah, that's actually. probably the best scene in the movie. I, I think, think. I mean, yeah. For me, I think one of my favorite scenes is that speech that uh, Chris Evans' character has towards the end because it puts a lot of things in perspective, like that, and then like also the uh, the conversation with Willard at the end, like yeah, that, that cool. all ending scene, like that's what made the movie for me at least. I think those are like good world building things, but I think a lot of it feels like too little, too late. So like, like the yeah. reason why I like the shoe thing so much is because it like sets a tone for the world. Of, you know how little the upper class thinks of the lower class right and how angry the lower class is at the upper class which i think is what the movie was trying to go for through the whole thing and then just had a ton of mr weinstein getting yeah. right and fucking with it and i love that when that lady was captured he put the shoe on yeah. her head yes that was really good <laughs> yeah. Here, here's a like really interesting thing i learned like 
I don't know if it's in Korea too, but I know in a lot of Asian cultures, shoes are seen as like one of the dirtiest things. And yeah, like they don't like wear them in their houses and stuff. Yeah, like but like that's actually one of the things about the uh Bush getting the shoes thrown at him. Like it was seen as one of the most disrespectful things you could do is to throw your shoe at someone. Mm. So I feel like that's probably intentional in this too. Like yeah, yeah. Like basically like I spit in your general direction kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your your mother spells him out like brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah, and also I do love how like so tone deafly awful the <laughs> speech is. Yes, like, it's like pull yourself up by your bootstraps, people. Come on. Yes, and also <laughs> remember though, you're the shoe, so stay as shoe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also stay at the bottom. You're a shoe. Yeah, yeah. it is yeah. that classism speech that he wanted and probably needed for the movie. I feel like that might have been a scene that he had to fight for. Um, uh, I think that one was pretty much intact. It, it's basically kind of like the middle and the ending. Um. Like a lot of the action scenes weren't what really what he wanted, and I think you can see that in like a lot of his directing styles. He doesn't really do action very well. Right. He does talking heads extremely well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I I do want to talk about the speech at the end with Chris Evans, Robbie. All right. Because <laughs> I do agree that like world building wise, it's like really dark and really cool. But just the way that Chris Evans presents the speech of like. I know what people taste like, and I know that babies taste best. Yeah. Well, made it, me laugh out loud the first time I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make me laugh out loud. I think it's just because of that sense of, like, you know what I hate the most about myself kind of thing, which is, I felt like that was a good way to build up that speech, too, is, like, that's why he's saying it is because, like, he built up all the self-hatred, and he felt like it was going to go away if he could just get to the front and deal with Willard himself. I... I I like the sentiment of the speech. I do. And I like the world that, building. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the sentiment and, like, the world building. Like, it kind of places the last blocks together, if you will. And it, but, like, just the out-of-nowhereness of, like, I ate babies. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? It's a little, like, I think it might have worked better if it was kind of dispersed throughout. Especially because he's telling it to, um, Asian guy. I don't What's his name? Do you know? I don't remember anybody's name. Um, Korean bomb cast. expert, Asian guy. Yeah, Creole addict. Yeah, Creole, Creole addict. Because like having man. Literally, how that scene goes is he's like, "Open the door." The Creole no. is like, uh, "I don't know. Let's go outside." Yeah, got any more Creole? And he's like, "Fuck you!" And they get in like a slap fight. And then he's like, and then "You want to know how a baby tastes?" Yeah, and then he's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of "He's like, I killed a man, yeah. and I ate his son." You have like, ate his son. <laughs> I think again, like from a world building perspective, that's kind of an interesting idea, and like shows like kind of where the protein bar stuff ended up coming from. Yeah, I just think it kind of tonally was a little weird, and also I will say it's really weird that Chris Evans' character is so like disgusted that the protein bars come from bugs. When you learn that he ate humans yeah, and that, babies. I thought yeah. that was so That's silly. a little, like, weird. And maybe it's because, like, as we progress as a as cultures, that becomes less and less, like, a weird thing to eat bugs, as we learn from other cultures. And we, we're experimenting with it in our culture, too. Right. We're trying to find alternative proteins because global warming. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like you're looking, like, at the bugs and eating just bugs. Right, exactly. Yeah. just made into a little block. So yeah. like, I was like, why is that even? He was like, like shocked to the, see The grosser part is that it's gross gelatin type substance. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, so- it makes me think of, I don't remember. Do you ever like those weird fruit bars that are like super oh, dense? Yeah. And, like, oh, the, yeah. Yeah. Like, those are disgusting. I feel like if you just like explained it like that, or, you know, get an ad placement for their uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I really so- thought it was going to be like, 
humans in that thing. And yeah, I was like, oh, oh, I this thought is, it was going to be I was like, green. this is going to be shocking, and it's yeah. just like cockroaches. And I was like, what? <laughs> the character you guys are talking about, the Creole addict, yeah. his re- the, the name that he really has is easier to pronounce than like the name he has in the movie. Okay. <laughs> I am going to try to say it and probably butcher the fuck out of it. Uh, Nam Gung Minso? Oh, yeah, Nam. Na- oh, Nam. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah they just call him Nam, but. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, his real name is Kenko San. Yeah, that's way better. Yeah. Um, right, but so. also, those gelatin protein bar things, yeah. they actually made them. <laughs> and it's not just like, oh, well, we made some jello. Yeah, it's not just like jello with black food coloring. Yeah, it is. It was made by combining seaweed. Tangle, I don't know what the fuck that is. It's like Sugar. the evolved form of tang. It's like the uh, hair from <laughs> Rapunzel. <laughs> uh, sugar and gelatin. Um, okay, I mean, that jello. doesn't sound pleasant, but I don't think that sounds that bad. Oh, well, I guess that kind of fits with like, how they eat it. Like, it doesn't yeah. look pleasant, but it doesn't look terrible. It's like fishy sugar. Yeah, yeah probably like, like, yeah, a little grassy. Yeah. I mean, even like, probably from a more Asian perspective, that uh, doesn't sound as bad. So <laughs> yeah. I guess tangle is basically a kind of, uh, is a kind of kelp. Okay, so oh, seaweed, yeah. a different seaweed, type of seaweed. Another yeah. seaweed. <laughs> it's a large brown seaweed that has a fluted leathery fonds, is what it says. Nice. So, so like, if, like, if you really like the outside of some sushi, <laughs> yeah. seaweed from that. Which, yeah, it actually might be that. Like, the seaweed that they give you at um, sushi places, that black kind, it, it might be that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I can't take Chris Evans' final speech too seriously because it is also just an exposition dump, unfortunately. Yeah, that's the problem. Like that's mm-hmm. one of those things where I'm saying, like, I think I would enjoy the show more is because if it's able to like if it's able even to take that last like ten minute speech and maybe spread it throughout three or four episodes and maybe show some flashbacks of the horrible stuff happening, I think that would be way cooler and like way if there more is interesting. Little bits of exposition instead of the fights, it's him explaining why he needs to get to the front and it's through expositions on how bad it used to be and blah blah blah. And like yeah. it's cut up into pieces instead of like just dumped at the end. I do get that, but I do like that they... It was at least put in the movie, even if it is forced at the end. Yeah, I do like the world building. I just wish they did it better. Right. And I will say, I, actually, I really like the back and forth between Chris Evans and Nom after that. I think that's a really good... Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so... Nom and then his daughter or friend? Daughter. daughter. His daughter. Yeah. daughter? Uh, Yana. Those are easily the best characters yes. in the entire yeah, thing. Sure. <laughs> the, the not American characters. Yana yes. is the best character. <laughs> Well, okay, to be fair, realistically, there's only, like, four characters you can get attached to yeah, in this true. movie. That's true, yeah. And they're cool because they're very eccentric. Yeah. Yeah, and still, <laughs> I don't know anything about them. Yeah, like, like <laughs> Curtis is boring, quite frankly. He's he is, yeah. He doesn't do anything. Well, he seems unsure. He doesn't, like, have really any clear motive other than classism bad. Yes. He, and he, he is. he babies. And he ate some babies. Um, yeah, like it's it's so weird because it's it's most most of the time like when you watch a movie like the comedy relief is usually the favorite because it makes you laugh, it makes you feel good, releases yeah. serotonin. But like with this, it's just they're the favorite because they have some character. Yeah, honestly, like, they're not just angry. Get to the front. Yeah, yeah and they're not like self righteous or like a perfect reason to exist because like. Yeah, that's like Curtis's thing is like you have you're supposed to root for him because he's the hero and yeah. he's doing the just thing. Whereas they're like, we're fucking drug addicts. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, where's Creole? What is it called? A Creole. Yeah, Creole. Creole? Give us the Crayola. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my crayons. Yeah. And like again, like they're very interesting characters because they're just like weird side characters who just do their own thing because they don't give a fuck. 
Yeah. Yeah, they don't care. They don't really have an end goal until the end. Well, really. Nom, yeah. I guess it's kind of implied well, Nom always has that goal. Yeah. 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 It, that's why he's saying like he's collecting all the Creoles because he wanted to make that bomb. Yeah. 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 Which, once again, that is also just like smash into the end. He's like, you know, I, I, do, or, or I sniff Creole so much, I'm making a bomb, bitch. <laughs> like, it's pretty much kind of smashing into the end of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, like it feels like there really is like 20 minutes of really good story in the beginning and then 10 minutes of really good story at the end. And everything else. And then there's like an hour and a <laughs> half of like everything else that like yeah. is the world, but it's not really doing anything with it. And it's a bunch of like action scenes that actually don't hold up very well at all. Yeah. And so it's like. I mean, not even that. They don't do anything. I just don't know why they're... people had masks that covered their eyes <laughs> and they couldn't see. Yeah. I was so confused. confused. Actually, I think they just had them upside down, maybe. Yeah, they just had, <laughs> they just had mouth holes, and I was like, they're already at a disadvantage. I don't understand how they. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, they go into a tunnel and they put on night vision yeah. goggles, and they can automatically see through the yeah. mask over their mask. They still miss. <laughs> they do still miss. They're not. Uh, actually, that seems terrible. But I kind of like the idea behind it of like the upper class using the middle class to gatekeep the lower class. Yeah, yeah. there's a cool yeah, idea there cool. that they don't execute very well. I just wish they could see. <laughs> yeah. like, why would they even a, do that it represents the blindness of yeah. the middle class to the real well, oppressors I guess why I made that because I don't know if you guys remember right? that's why I made that joke about how like some of them uh, they had the eye holes cut out <laughs> oh, some yeah. had the mouth hole and I really wish you had some that had like the ears, yeah, some cut out the ears. so yeah just like the <laughs> see no evil speak no evil yeah. or hear no evil yeah <laughs> I, it was just confusing I did li- I really liked I actually did like when they were in that school it was that school, school yeah. was cool like, that has to be see like, that that was a good scene yeah that is a silly scene that I feel it belongs in the movie because it had that very creepy like cult yeah, yeah it had that feel. very indoctrinated feel to yeah. it that is creepy but kind of silly and funny at the same time yeah, yeah. like it's a because you know like the kids just don't know better mm-hmm. yeah and that's yeah. like the scariest part is like how do you save them when they don't know what to be saved from right when you're brought up thinking this one thing is true and everybody around you is telling you that it is that like you just how do you not believe that yeah it's yeah. just gospel at that point yeah yeah and like the the juxtaposition of the eggs too is really interesting because you see that's like oh that's kind of funny that they're just eat eggs for yeah, new years weird. yeah and then they pull a gun out of it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they start blasting yeah it is great i thought chickens were extinct you know what else was or you thought was extinct guns yeah <laughs> ammunition right i guess that at the start they were like hey did you know bullets stopped existing after the last revo- revolution because yeah because they yeah. said the guns that they aren't willing to actually shoot anyone yeah so here's another thing that's actually brought up really early on that's paid off in the end but i don't know why it's paid off in the end because it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. um there's this hand motion that like a bunch oh, of the upper yeah. class people do like reach out grab a thing and pull um right and they like do it throughout the whole thing and you're like okay this is just like a weird thing they're doing and then it pays it off at the end by showing that there's a little kid, basically, who makes the train keep running by pulling grease out of a certain part in the floor. And, like, only a little, a small human fits down there, and children are the best. Yes. Um, children labor. Yay. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's the motion they have to do is, like, pu- push their arm out, grab it, twist, and pull out. But, like, why, Dude, why they, do all the adults do it? Right. Because they, they weren't raised doing it. Like, it would make yeah. sense if that's what they taught the kids. Yeah. Yeah. But they can't do that because those are the upper class kids. Exactly. So it doesn't make much sense anyways. Yeah. So like it pays it off, but I don't I don't know why it's even there to the, pay off. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is because like you can tell like even the upper class there's a bunch that are addicted to Creole. 
And I feel like that's what he's pulling out. I feel like Creole isn't the name. That's like, that's no, definitely Creole. like. I think it's like Cradle or something. Because Cra- Creole, Creole is something that's like. I think it's Creole. Southern food. Creole right? is, yeah, like right? Southern food. <laughs> <laughs> there might be an N in there, but it's that sound. C-R-O-N-O-L-E. Cronol. So Cronol. That's Cronol. What okay. <laughs> we were close. <laughs> Not quite, but, um, but close. I don't think we're it, talking about they, jambalaya. They said it's like this toxic waste, which I don't think the grease would make sense for that. I think, kind of. I think it was. I think yeah, because like too. it's. That's what I thought. Yeah, I was gonna. I thought it was that. All right, that's what I kind of figured. It's like grease, and like Cronol. it. Well, it still like has like oils and other substance on it. But whenever it's whenever it's uncut and dried up, that's what it turns into. Is like, I thought that's what he was pulling out too. Yeah, that that know. that's what I thought at least. That's just like my little exposition of it and then they just that's like one of those things where like the movie does like a lot of weird things it makes you like have to think about it yourself and like piece it yeah. together or like what you think it is and then there's like small things that don't need to be explained that they spend too much time on yeah. like eating babies yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i just saw I, I feel like a better way for that payoff of the weird gripping motion that they do yeah i feel like they could have just gave like the lower class kids a toy that makes them do that motion yeah that would have been great yeah, actually like a bop it basically where you like oh, do a weird twist twist yeah pull it. yeah and like that's like the gifts that they get on their birthday when they like become a certain age yeah, or, or they, new years or new years since yeah. they really like the new year's thing yeah like that that's actually a really good idea there we go <laughs> uh, you should have directed you know uh send me two hundred thousand dollars <laughs> <laughs> for an idea for a movie that's eight years old and you should do it better do it again but um there are just weird things like that that don't like either they overexplain or underexplain everything basically. Yeah, like because I don't know some of the cool stuff about the train is the mysticism behind it. Like, why does this train function the way it does? Yeah, like, it's really cool. And I'm gonna give it a plug. <laughs> I'm just gonna say I think this is almost like I really wonder if this is what inspired like the show Infinity Train that I showed you because it. Has a lot of that idea. I just think it like executes all of that basically a lot better due to being more mysticism. I actually agree that in out of the two train based things <laughs> in this conversation, Infinity Train yeah. or Snowpiercer, I think Infinity Train is better. Yeah, so like the list is like Infinity Train, Snowpiercer, Thomas the Tank Engine. I think that's the yeah, list. That's the correct tra- list. Train based <laughs> media. Murder on Orient Express is uh, right above Thomas. Yeah, there we go. What about Train to Busan? Ooh. Oh, that's <laughs> right above. <laughs> No piercer, actually. I like that movie. <laughs> train Busan is really good. I like it a lot. Uh, please donate to our Patreon to get our full train tier list. Yeah. Top 10 train movies. <laughs> actually, if we did a Patreon, top 10 movies would be an interesting thing to That'll put on fun, it. That would be fun, actually, yeah. <laughs> if you are interested, please email us at the <laughs> license and podcast. <laughs> uh, but, I don't know. Like, I do want to, I wish there was this movie without all the executive meddling. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see, like, how he intended it to be. And yeah. we just have to read that novel. Yeah, <laughs> I just have to read the French novel. Basically, yeah. In French. Okay, so one, I don't like the first hatchet accident scene, but I can get over that one. I think the second one in the weird yellow car is really annoying to me. The sauna car. Yeah, yeah. Like, that one just feels like, yeah, okay, we're different. Like, flip the switch on the movie, we're this movie now, and then when we exit the car, we can go yeah, back. It's been 15 minutes, time for more action. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, honestly, I wasn't too crazy about the scene where, like, the train goes in kind of that oh, U-turn, oh, and they're that was the firing worst. at each other. That's the worst scene. Because <laughs> so this stupid. man had a just a red dot, and somehow that made him see across 
at least 3,000 meters. Well, on top <laughs> of that, like, through the train and could perfect accuracy shooting them. Well, on top of that, like, the, he's apparently shooting through, like, two inches of plexiglass across the field yeah. into two more inches of plexiglass and killing people with these little tiny five or five five six and then they shoot at each other and it doesn't penetrate the glass exactly (laughs) yeah not even like like if you want to make it to where like it penetrates through that much glass for the movie's sake sure but then they have that plot armor of like oh but these bullets don't hit yeah well they did both have to reload they reloaded the soft bullets (laughs) and then only shot once yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's it's a stupid like that's another scene that's just like ah we haven't had action in a while hang on yeah exactly and the other guy no scope yeah, yeah. He, just he was fucking, just pinpoint marksman. Like a fucking nine a, millimeter. Actually, he was John Wick. Yeah. That really brings me up to something. How come the lower class people know how to use guns? I well, feel like they should like have before ever... they knew. Uh, Chris Evans' character did have seventeen years on Earth, so there's a possibility he played with guns. I guess maybe. Like it just feels kind of weird that he's so like familiar with it still. Yeah, but plus he's mm-hmm. like super smart because of all the baby blood. Yeah. That's how that works. Well, that's how, know, stem that's cells how work. the rich people. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he's buff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I like forgot about that. I scene did too. And terrible. that just remade me angry. Yeah, it's just There's that like there are a couple dumb scenes in this movie. Like that's one of them. The sauna scene that the does sauna, feel forced. Yeah. Even um, when the ravers come out. Like and just start. Why are they fighting them? Yeah, there's like no reason. They why? took they took all the cre- <laughs> oh, yeah, they cre- their their kratom back. What is it? Kratom? Crayola? Crayoli? Crenol? Crenol? The Cranol? Cronol? That's what it is. Cronol? Yeah. Give us back Cranol. Give me my Cranol. Tell you what. Also, they waited their sweetest time too. And they also approached one at a time. That's what I like. Yeah, that's a very narrow bridge. Yeah. But I think that is a bit another forced action scene mm-hmm. right there. Like, that probably would have yeah. been just as tense of a scene if, like, the guy who died, quote-unquote, in the sauna, if it was just him that came through that door. I yeah, feel what? like and him coming invincible. back is also very stupid. Yeah, yeah, it is. He just Super. sits up. <laughs> but, like, yeah. it's one of those, like, they have to have a tense scene. Like, just having him alone would have been enough to make it a tense scene. Yeah. Besides having an army of ravers that are like, give us back our chronol. Like angel wings. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like put in the meat grinder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just immediately yeah. gets thrown over. Like I genuinely think that that ending scene would have been way better if there was any tension at all that Chris Evans was gonna turn sides. Yeah, but there's not. Like the yeah. tension is supposed to be from the he fight like scene. Straight. Yeah, yeah, and then like the, the 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 speech happening to him from Willard or Wilfred or whatever, and then the fight scene. Like they don't mesh well at all. Oh. And I feel like it would be way better if it was just them being like, "Come on, let's blow up the thing. You have the matches," and then like him actually having to contemplate whether he's going to do it or not. Right. But there's, like, yeah. literally two seconds where he's contemplating, and then he gives up. He's like, yeah, eh, actually. It's, like, eh, well, yeah, yeah, it's uh, a two seconds of contemplating, and then he's like, oh, wait, children are keeping this engine running. No. Because yeah. <laughs> daughter knew that. I get. I feel like the idea behind that is that she probably was one of the children in yeah. those. Yeah. I would bet. Which would explain why she's also addicted to drugs, because not she was th- smelling it assuming that it's that stuff. Yeah. 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 And is she clairvoyant? No, I think she no. just can hear there, very well. Yeah, it, it was actually something like uh, when you look up fun facts for this movie, uh-huh. uh, what are known as train babies, people who are born on the train, apparently have better hearing oh, than okay. people who are born on the outside. Which is like not explained at all in the movie. No. Not at all. That's what I was, I was yeah. like, what, does she have psychic powers? There's I was somebody, like, what's going on here? That's a weird thing. There's so many opportunities too, though, because yeah. like at the start, when that kid's running, that's a great opportunity to show how good he can hear then. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. he, like, he keeps, like, hearing where the guy's coming from and do, like, one of those scenes where you're, he's, like, at the camera and then, like, it's in it's stereo like, and, like, you hear where he's coming from. He's like, okay, he's going this way. I go that way. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> instead, there's, like, hey, are you, like, psychic? 
Let's never bring that up. What's and and she just has nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, all she says is don't She's open like, the door. Yeah, like it it's unnecessary, like one of the weird places where they don't have exposition is something that could have used exposition. Yeah. yeah. I think they did that a lot in this movie. It's like yeah, really, there's a lot of missed like opportunity to explain things. You can re- yeah, th- like you can really tell the parts that don't fit in this movie. For sure. It just uh, so- Cause like you don't need these big action pieces. Like there's so much tension anyways, because of just the yeah, just the struggle, the plot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The there is literally no need for like any of the action scenes. Really, like, <laughs> like I mean, they're gonna fight. Obviously, the best to go, is but... the first one because again, it kind of has that idea of like the yeah. upper class weaponizing the middle class. But even then, there's a lot better ways to do it. Cause even cause they're like almost they're like upper middle class people. With uh, Wilford being the actual upper class. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's. That's maybe the thing that bothers me the most going back to like rewatching this is that you can see so many places where it has potential to be much better mm-hmm. than what it actually is. Literally, just take out the action scenes. Like, if, yeah, if exactly. you have to do that first hatchet action scene, okay. Make it extremely brutal, make it really fast, make mm-hmm. it awful. Like, make it to where nobody feels good out of it. But instead, it's, like, this big stylized action scene. And it's supposed to be like, yeah, go, poor people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, on top of that, and then, like, I think the only thing which, in a weird way, feels forced is whenever they finally get a hold of uh, Mason. The the one that's, like, does the, the speech. The one with dentures? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Why yeah, did she yeah. take her dentures out? <laughs> I don't know. That, that was, was so weird. <laughs> She's like, hey, There's probably a reason behind it, crazy? but once again, they don't explain it. They just make it to make her seem weird. But it's, like, one of those... Uh, they'll fight and kill each other up until she's in danger. Yeah, yeah. I think. But like the like, I get why they did that, but it just feels weird the way that they go about it. It is especially like, considering like she doesn't care about any of them. Wherever like there was plenty of chances she could have stopped it before, but it wasn't until she was in danger. Kind of like I don't know. It, I I kind of get what they're going for. I think they kind of it's they kind of dropped the ball in with there it. long enough for it to really make an impact. Yeah, like yeah. They, yeah. I, th- that's what I feel like they kind of dropped the ball with it. I also was not like. When Chris Evans' brothers died, yeah, yeah, I don't feel anything. When I that didn't happens. feel anything. Like right. I didn't know him, and also he didn't even seem to react. He just kind of like kept going. He was more sad when the black lady died. Yeah, and I was like, why is he showing more emotion for her than his own brother? Well, his brother, quote unquote. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it. Ca- you uh, feel like there should have been more to that too, especially considering during his speech he does explain that like. A baby that he almost ate was and that his. was his brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess it's not even like his brother from birth, yeah, but like, like his, yeah, he's like watched over him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, but that's just there's somebody like dumb thing because honestly, no character's death matters in this movie. no. Like the emotions never hit for me in this movie. Like I was never connected yeah. to anyone really. Like I was like, oh man, the fucking ninja guy died. But yeah, not like, because uh... he's a. But that's just because he's like an interesting character, yeah, not cool. because I'm actually <laughs> sad he's dead. Yeah, I'm like. Dang it! We don't get this guy in the rest of the movie, yeah. and I should not. That should not be my <laughs> yeah, thing when no I watch a movie. Connected, or connection to any character. You no. know what they should have had? They should. Whenever that one guy got up from the sauna, they should have had Ninja Guy follow him and had them oh, fight. Oh yeah, that would have been that way been cooler. cooler. Yeah, yeah. That been the best action scene in the whole thing. <laughs> like fucking if yeah, if that guy has to fucking get up despite being dead, <laughs> have Ninja Guy also not be dead. Like just go full crazy. Yeah, with it. yeah. <laughs> there's a yeah. Ah oh, man, there's just they they just dropped the ball, and that is something that probably would be better about the television series mm-hmm. is maybe these are gonna be actual characters instead of, uh it's the lady with the child. Yeah, it's 
the th- child. <laughs> yeah, I think the foundation for a good story is there. Definitely, and you can see it like shine through yeah. certain parts of this, but yeah. So maybe the the show would be cool because they might actually explain everything, and then you can actually get connected to characters. Yeah, yeah and yeah. like when it has to go through these ba- like flashback things towards like I ate a baby. Like maybe just have a flashback episode showing what happened at the beginning. Yeah, like, and like that would be that. way more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, another issue is you don't really get the sense of the bond between Curtis and Edgar. No, because all no, they really do all. is argue. Which, yeah, the siblings argue, but like, that's not all they do. You can't <laughs> right. just have arguing people and say they're siblings. Literally, all Edgar does is tell him to keep doing stuff. Like yeah. that's his entire role is to like do this, do this, yeah. do this, and then he dies. Like I didn't know he was the brother until like old man was like, "Ah, oh, you miss your brother, don't you?" And I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That reminds me, there's a weird, so, there's a scene where, like, the old man pulls up Curtis's arm to show, like, a scar, and that's, that actually is one of the things that is brought up later very well. You don't get to know why it's the scar until the, unfortunately, it's in the epilogue. Yeah. Epilogue, the monologue. (laughs) (laughs) But epilogue's monologue. And they try to bring it back again by having him, like, stick his arm into the machine to save Timmy. They cut off the wrong arm. Yeah, that was, it, was, it was the other it arm. It was the wrong arm. Yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> but yeah, I do think that that's something that's like paid off on a second viewing, but I don't think the character's interesting enough for you to mm-hmm. want it paid off. Not yeah. really, because I'm like, okay, he has a scar. And then it's like, oh, that's why he has a scar, because he couldn't bring himself to sacrifice it. Coward. Yeah. Kind of, really. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's a, hey, he sacrificed himself, but also he double sacrificed himself yeah <laughs> he also killed edgar's mom so. yeah yeah that was very close <laughs> to her yeah like it was like hey also i killed her here so. you can have my the old man's like you guys can have my arm don't eat babies and he's like also i ate the mom but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. i mean she was already there yeah, yeah like you, know, you don't want to waste meat <laughs> he's uh, already there and curtis hungry <laughs> If <laughs> <laughs> that was a line in the movie, that would be really great. And then, actually, another thing that doesn't get like paid off very well, they're like, yeah. Then everyone started cutting off their arms. I was like, no one else in the movie is missing limbs. There's no, a there's troop. like a whole group of people missing limbs. Is there? I didn't yeah. like. Yeah. I guess behind the, the, the other people who guy. stayed in the back. Yeah, maybe that's why they're, they're like, like walking with him up to the okay. front to yeah, get the other guy with his arm. Yeah, whenever like the guy has his frozen arm, yeah. or his arm frozen off, there you see a bunch of limbless people, and you assume it's because of frozen stuff. That's why. Okay. But then like later, the narrative feeds into itself, and you're like, okay, maybe they like cut their arms off. And people. apparently, only it's... that guy's the only guy who had that punishment then. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's the other weird part then, because like I don't. I mean, it kind of also. I feel like with that, it kind of shows like they're all all of them sacrificed. Like you don't know who cut their limbs off at the beginning, so people could eat, and you don't know who were or who were punished. But they're all grouped together because they all are people who sacrificed for other people in the back of the train. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like these are all like expositions that were basically sacrificed so they can have some fighty fighty scenes. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, one thing that I really like, just like cinematography wise in it, is when they're doing the Olympic carrying the torch scene yeah. to bring <laughs> yeah. light to the dark train. Uh, the only light in those scenes was the torch. 
Nice. So, like, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun scene. I like that. Yeah, like, that's one of those things where it's, like, really silly, and you're like, okay, fucking whatever, I guess. Yeah, Yeah, like, they're like, (laughs) bring the match, Timmer. Yeah, and he just hears them all the way from Well, do you remember the train babies have real- Oh, yeah, they do have Was that what we were supposed to gather from that scene? They have great hearing? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Maybe they just don't understand. I feel like there's a lot of things, like, in this movie that are just, like, you're expected to know in the background that you actually shat upon the cell a lot for that same reason. Yeah, but like <laughs> again, like if the only way for you to understand it is the director be like, "This is what's happening," then the movie fails. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, like I was just like, "Oh, that's silly movie stuff," where he just was able to know. But it actually makes sense now that because the baby thing. But again, that's not in the movie. No, like so, like uh, the only way to make so that weird. scene better is if they were like, "We need fire." And, like, there's just, like, a bunch of people that are putting torches together, and there's, like, a chain of lights going. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be hilarious, but also it just sets a train on fire. (laughs) I mean, I was going to say, like, that's the only way to make that scene cooler. It would make a lot less sense, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got stuff we like. The set design is really good. Yeah, it feels like you're in a weird dystopian train. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple train cars I hate because they don't make any sense. The main one being the sauna being this weird yellow room. Actually, the room that doesn't make sense to me... Is the aquarium room. That one, too. How does that work? How do they get into well, you it? you can have a dome that's an aquarium. But, like, it's those. also, like... In a moving train. the walls? But there and would have, also have to be somewhere sushi. to get into the water. Yeah. To and they out. can't go to the outside of the train because of the cold. Yeah, that's what I have. I, I was <laughs> like, how are they getting into the thing yeah. to get but the But not only... even that. Like, they have the sushi thing set up, and there's a window behind them. So, like, there's also, like, this part that gets separated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. That yeah. that kind of goes into one of those like don't think about it too hard. Yeah, it's more thing. like yeah. a fantasy but thing. The only thing know. I was gonna say with like a room like that, it would make sense because like the front of the train breaks up the ice and turns into water, and then like dis- distributes it throughout the entire train. I feel like that would just be like one of the big distributions to help filter it out because there's like a lot of fauna in there, and that a lot of that fauna will and the fish will help kind of filter out some of the crap. Well, like again, like it begs the question: How do they actually get the fish out of there without? Like destroying everything. <laughs> yeah, I like, think that like, falls under. Don't think about it too yeah. hard. There, it would have to be like in the floor or something. Like, uh, like yeah. I, but still, that wouldn't like. I don't know how it would go all the way around. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's future physics. I think they just yeah. went to an aquarium that has one of those rooms and really wanted. <laughs> and they were yeah, like, they were just like, like this, this is really cool and stylized. Room. I need this in my yeah. movie because like I've been I've been to aquariums with those and yeah. it's fucking awesome yeah, being in them. Yeah, that's cool. But also, what is going on? Yeah, but in a train. Yeah. Honestly, it does a really good job at capturing the beauty of snow. Yeah, it like, does. Yeah, that's cool. Bad CG aside with some <laughs> of the outside scenes, yeah. like it is a beautiful thing to look at. And the thing I really appreciate is you can like find stuff in the snow that you're not really supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, technologies or like buildings yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, like there's one in one of the cities, you can see a bunch of like frozen people out there too. And it's yes. like, oh shit. Like this yeah. happened very fast. Like yeah. nobody saw it coming. Which I Except think, for Wilford. Right, that's Except the thing. Wilford. Like, Why it literally know? is the train is full of paranoid people. Yeah. Like, so it's not the best of everybody. It's just a bunch of assholes who were super scared. Yeah. Like, I think that's kind of cool. I don't, I just wanted, because I don't always, especially in live action movies, I don't always talk about the set design when it's really good. So I did want to, like, give a shout out to this movie. Um, but I think we can get into final thoughts here. Um, let's start with E. Okay. This is a very good but very flawed movie. Um, 
I don't think it's his strongest work, but honestly, with how much I really liked Parasite, that's not that big of a criticism. <laughs> I just there it has a lot of things going for it, and I again yeah. there's a lot of things I would change about this movie, and it doesn't age the best in a lot of ways. But I would never like discourage someone from seeing this movie. I think everything being said, I think I'll give it a seven. That seems fair to me. Cool. Um, I'll go ahead and go here. Um, to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, like yeah, like this movie is inches away from greatness, and like you can see the decisions that could have been made to make it that, and that's the most painful part. It's because you can see the parts where he was held back, and you can see the parts where he was trying to push forward and do the thing he wanted to do. And that almost makes it more painful to watch because you know what he's trying to get to and you know what he's going for, and he just didn't quite get there. And I think maybe we can kind of thank this movie in a way for giving us Parasite because then he knew at that point, like, okay, I can't have anybody interfere. I know the exact movie I want to make. Um. So it's kind of, this movie gave us Parasite, and that's something that I can kind of appreciate in a way now, looking yeah. back at it, in a way where I uh, kind of have to apologize to people, because I, I did say in the Parasite thing a lot that I thought Snowpiercer was a lot better, and I, I sort of have to take that back, actually. It might have been that nostalgia of watching it that first time, like kind there, of getting in the way. There are a lot of stuff that is just better on the first viewing. I've replayed games like Wonderful 101, and I was like, this doesn't hit me quite as much as it did back then yeah um like yeah like this is really close to greatness i do think it's good i think there's a lot of genre stuff that it does really well but i don't love it on another viewing and that that kind of sucks um i'm gonna give it the same thing as i'm gonna give it a seven dion this movie had a lot of missed opportunities i think of where it could have been a lot better and yeah a lot of it was probably out of his control you know um, but those things really like stuck out to me, and I think the movie overall is an enjoyable viewing. Like even like the silly parts are almost like fun to watch. Yeah, because it's just so because it's so silly. Yeah. It's like so over the top. <laughs> just don't think about it. Yeah, <laughs> and there are those parts that you can really see him shining through. Like you can see where this movie wanted to go, mm-hmm. and I just think it didn't quite hit that mark for me. Um, I think I'd give it a 6.5 out of 10. <laughs> it just like, I can't give it that C yet. Yeah. You know, it had too many things that I think were flawed. Too many red marks on the, on the essay portion <laughs> <Yeah>. of the <laughs> test. Too it, many... needed, it needed like three more good scenes and I would have bumped it up to that C. But I one just... too many nine millimeter shooting 400 yeah. yards. <laughs> one, <laughs> one too many no scope 360 hatchet spins. And <laughs> through three inches of plexiglass. <laughs> yeah. You should have reminded him, Robbie, maybe. You would have I, I literally <laughs> forgot. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to have to give it a six and a half. So for me, um, I do agree with you guys. It is inches away from being just like a straight up masterpiece. I feel like a lot of the problems with it is just aging, mm-hmm. which that's a lot of the movies that we've had on here is like, it's not that it was a bad movie are. And like, that's one reason why it's beloved is because during its time, it's exactly the movie that it needed to be. I feel like this is also kind of that case. It's a movie it needed to be in 2013. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really hold up quite as well in 2021. Certain things do hold up very, very well, but other things just come off as silly and diluted and just, doesn't really need to be there uh there are a lot of things that are done very very well um 
all in all, it, it is still a good movie. Like you can still see the message that he's trying to tell, and he's still in some way, shape, and form gets to tell it, even if it's through like kind of like okay you have 10 minutes to tell a story you wanted to tell in this two hour long movie go kind of thing (laughs) but he was still able to fit it in there which i do appreciate that and i do love the fact that but i do love a lot of world building in there and that's one thing i've said before in the podcast is like some of the greatest stories you don't need those main characters as long as it has a good enough lore to like carry or carry on the story for whoever else um i feel like this movie does have that sense of lore in that too and despite its flaws, it is still a very fun movie. It is still an enjoyable watch, even the second time around. But you notice those flaws more second time, third time viewing the movie because you see where like what they wanted to do or like where they had to do something and like certain things that just didn't age very well. All in all, I'd actually give the movie an eight out of ten. I still think it's a very enjoyable movie. But like I, I, I say that knowing that there are still flaws in this movie, but it is rather enjoyable to watch. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, just inches away from great. Yeah. Just <laughs> right there. Um getting it <laughs> <laughs> He just did the motion for like the pulling the Creole out of the machine. The Creole. Cronol. Cronol. I'm really good at doing a lot of visual jokes on our audio. Yeah, the audio podcast. That was a pretty good one though. But yeah, it is. It's I was actually gonna make the joke of like it's inches away of grabbing it while its arm is being ripped off by a gear. <laughs> Um, e, hi. If anybody wants to get a hold of us, where can they do that? We have a Facebook. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. The last ones in or the last ones in podcast. We have an email. That is the last ones in podcast at gmail dot com. Once again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com send us your trains (laughs) look out for the top trains list yeah coming to patreon 2022 (laughs) patreon exclusive we watch trains trains and more trains trains planes and automobiles oh those like late 90s like commercials oh man (laughs) <laughs> that was weird memory. <laughs> Glad to give you that flashback that you really did not need. Yeah. Um, Dion, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Uh, did you want to plug your art or your music? Yeah, you can follow me on anything. Undead, S-C-H-N-W-E-U-N-D-E-A-D. Um, that's like all my socials. So I got new music dropping. I always make art. I post pretty frequently. Um, probably do some more art for the show. So looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah. Um. Again, if anybody doesn't know, uh, for our anti love month, uh, Dion did all of the uh all of the covers for that one. That was really great. Yeah. Uh, I still have all of those around, and I use them frequently. Still, they're great. They're they're amazing. You post them on the wrong movies, but you know the. We <laughs> <laughs> they were use them anyway. Artwork. Yeah. John Wick. He put the blue Valentine yeah, on there's it. Just a little kiss going on. <laughs> um. Robbie, take us out of here. So. Still kind of going through a cold front. Do what you can to stay warm out there if you're in the affected areas. If you're out and about, do what you can to be safe. Stay six feet apart. Make sure to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. Wear a mask, please, when you're out and about. But if not, do what you can to stay home, stay alone, stay alive. And whether this is the very first episode you've heard of us or you've been with us since the beginning, thank you for listening. Appreciate it, guys. Have a great week. 
Again, we have our Star Wars series starting next week. Super excited about that one. Can't wait for everyone to get mad at my opinion, regardless <laughs> of what they are. <laughs> uh, be safe out there, everybody. Talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Peace out. The movie was basically like a Coors Light commercial. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was reminded of the whole time. Silver Train, Snow, Coors Light. (laughs) Hi. Got some nice breathing. You can tell it like just one of my nostrils is stuffed up right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Everyone phone on mute still? Maybe. Vibrate? That's fine. I don't ever have my phone on loud, though. Yeah. Robbie. It's on silent. It's a nuisance. <laughs> Isaac. I'm pretty sure he doesn't even have his phone charged at all. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he just looks <laughs> at just it. He looks at a black screen. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I won't lie. Half the time I come here, my phone does die at some point. <laughs>